Miller. This episode of Tiger Turf Talk is brought to you by the Toro Company. For over 100 years, the Toro Company has been a leader in innovative solutions for turf maintenance. Through a strong network of professional distributors, Toro proudly offers a wide range of commercial-grade equipment. Visit Toro.com to explore their full lineup of products. All right, welcome back to another episode of Tiger Turf Talk here on the road to SFMA, where we are here in Jacksonville, uh, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. TIAA Bankfield, correct? Everbank Stadium. Everbank Stadium, I apologize. Um, we're here with Nick Fidua, uh, sports field manager for the Jacksonville Jaguars. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having us out. It's been an absolutely, like you said, gorgeous day and an awesome, just incredible day for the kids. So thank you for having us out. How's everything going? It's going fantastic. Uh, this morning we had the seminar on, on wheels with the uh, SFMA, and then you guys came in shortly th- thereafter as the buses were pulling out. Um, showed you guys around. It's turned out to be absolutely beautiful. It's sunny. It's 60, which yeah. we haven't reached in a while here. Um, so it's perfect. Yeah, perfect weather for SFMA, for sure. Um, obviously, I mean, the brand new facility is absolutely incredible. We're sitting here in the AirPat uh, um, housing, if we want to call yeah. it. Room. Um, yeah, room. There we go. Um, just, I mean, it's incredible to see what you have going on. Uh, if you could sort of just give us a little overview, like we walk through just what you've created here uh, for the Jaguars, specifically with the AirPad system being like one of a kind almost, first one really introducing it to everyone on the big stage when it comes to just field maintenance and field management. Yeah, so we were very lucky um, when Urban came in as, as the coach, uh, he wanted a new facility. And we were basically brought out to the old practice facility, which is right where we are now. Mm-hmm. And we were told, hey, we're getting a new facility. Uh, you're going to have a building here. You're going to have a, a building here. They said it's basically like the Dolphins had just built. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, hey, can we get heat? Because that's like the biggest thing that I've ever wanted here. Um, and they're like, well, we, we can talk about it. And then, of course, things happen with Coach. And um, But the seed was planted and like hey how can we make these fields as good as we possibly can Mm -hmm. and that's where you know the jaguars with hamza um the director of football ops and lori who was in charge of construction uh were like you know let's listen to what these guys have have to say and it was fantastic you know mark my my boss brian my assistant um you know we kind of really got into what can we do and uh, you know, I've obviously everybody knows the names of what what can heat and blow air, um, but we were really kind of blown away by what this can do, mm-hmm. um, moisture management wise. And we can still heat, we can cool, we can do whatever we want with it. Uh, the way that we manage the fields here, this was what worked best for us. And once we explained it to the team, they were all in on it, and so they were able to work with Moats Group and uh, put put this in, and we've been extremely happy with it. Now, like you said, there are so many things that you can do with it. The kids had the opportunity to talk to the Moats Group here earlier, um, and I, it's great just talking to you, like sort of just figuring it out. You know, it's, it's the first couple of years of it. Um, what have you been able to sort of observe, you know, take into account and sort of just making the decisions moving forward on what you want to do to ensure, you know, the best and safest playing service for the Jags? Well, I think... 
what I had originally thought was completely wrong. Um, <laughs> which, it goes, right? <laughs> which is exactly. And so, you know, my biggest worry was, hey, when, when we start heating the fields, you know, late November, December, uh, kind of what, what are we going to see? Um, and the way that this is done, blowing air through the vault and then up through the pipes, I was able to push more moisture into the soil. I wasn't going to dry it out. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that, I was like, okay. Um, and then, you know, we go through, through some practices. It was a little bit more, it was a little bit softer than, than I wanted. There was more moisture there mm-hmm. than I wanted it to be. So, uh, you know, in talking to other, other people who have different systems as well, we're all kind of dealing with the same thing. You push heat, there's going to be moisture. Mm-hmm. So we stop the heat and then we run the vacuum before practice to get rid of as much moisture as we possibly can. And... I had no idea. Like, I'm trying to manage for a moisture number. Mm-hmm. What's that number? I don't know what that number is yet. I've just been through one season starting at training camp. Um, you know, what's the weather like today? It's going to be like, okay, the heat was running when I came in. Mm-hmm. It's off now. Are we going to have to turn it back on later? It, it all depends. Now, we've got sensors in the field. We've got... Uh, turf pods on the uh grass we've got uh the the evergreens down i mean i'm throwing everything at it so i can learn as much as i possibly can mm-hmm. uh just so we can try to figure out hey what is that number what's that number for today yeah that number tomorrow is going to be completely different but we'll worry about that tomorrow and i think the i think the part that it all plays here in florida you know your guys's weather is it's not volatile but it's so different at any given day and really just you never know what's going to come your way so i think it's just so cool to be able to see that firsthand and be able to you know learn just the basics about what they did to you know install and make sure everything's good to go um but since it is such a new facility um new fields and all that what are you really focusing on culturally speaking you know to get the feel where you want it to be when it comes back around to uh you know mini camp and all the otas and everything uh coming up rather fast unfortunately <laughs> the season's not over yet technically in the nfl but it's still gonna be like two weeks later right it, it always comes <laughs> yeah. fast and that's that's what's good about it is you're like okay we can take a breath and it's like no we, we we've got to get back on it and i think kind of how we approached it was after we lost our last game against the titans we we came in on monday we brushed it and we scalped it down to a, a half inch i mean we we're at five eights mm-hmm. um and then late, later in the week, we came in and we unirate it. We stood everything up. Let's get rid of all the dead stuff. Let's yeah. sweep it up. Let, let's get rid of all that. We solid timed it because we knew we were coming into a colder time. Mm-hmm. And so we, we put the evergreens down and we go ahead and went ahead and cranked the heat. Uh, when I'm gone here in a couple of days, my assistant and my, my crew is fantastic too. We'll, we'll get to them. For sure. um, they're going to pull a core. Uh, they're going to top dress with black sand, and then uh, then we'll see what what we're going to do beyond that. I don't know what what weather's like going forward um, beyond the ten days, but we're going to be up into the mid seventies. I mean, mm-hmm. that's perfect weather weather kind of nice, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, Jan- January we're going back to ten degrees here in a couple of days. Sorry. January, Florida, it's hit and miss. I mean, we yeah. were forty five two days ago for our high. Yeah, you, know, you never know what's what's going to be here, so we're just going to manage the day. And again, I can control all this from my phone, 
I don't have to because I have people that I trust here to yeah. do what they have to do, or I'm just a, a phone call away. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think once we get into the growing times, kind mm-hmm. of you know mid mid March, uh, workouts start up around mid April. Uh, we'll go in and start doing some more. We'll we might do a vertical on it. Um, just to get a little bit more cleaned out, mm-hmm. try to get some stones to move. For sure. Um, we'll we'll unirec again. Uh, I might do a couple more solid times, but I probably won't pull another core until after camp in June. Gotcha. Yeah. So we talked about sort of all the different aspects of what you're covering. And one of the big things that you really don't get to talk about a lot are obviously the people behind it, you know, and you were talking about your team and obviously I want to get into that, but what has it been like being able to help sort of cultivate that crew um, and be able to create a trust where you're going to be on the outside of the country and you, you know, they're going to do great work while you're gone and to ensure that it's going to be playable to sure it's going to be ready for whatever workouts are going to come up or anything like that. What is that like being able to cultivate and create that culture where again, you have complete faith in your staff and they know that there's a standard set that everything you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Well, I, I think it starts at the top Mark. My, my boss is a good job. Um, letting people be who they are. Um, he, uh, he allows me to kind of manage the day-to-day, and then I can lean down on my assistant, Brian, to kind of get, you know, down in the weeds. He's a people person. You know, he, he, he deals with the coaches a lot more than I do. Um, he moves all the equipment. He deals with the equipment staff. You know, he's kind of that. And then our, our full-time guys, Lewis, uh, Mike, and David, you know, they are – they've been with us a long time, I think – David's been here 15 years. Uh, Mike's been here for 12. Lewis has been here for four. And they didn't go to turfgrass school. You know, mm-hmm. they they just kind of were, were here. We, we hired them, and they can do anything. Yeah. Um, they're they're getting better at everything each day. You know, are, are there times where we're like a married couple and we fight? Absolutely. <laughs> do I want to ring their neck? Do they want to ring mine? Absolutely. But that's part of what, what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me to go away, for me to do those games in London or to go and work the Super Bowl with, with the guys, you know, that's that's a trust that I have in them that I know that, that they're going to get it done. And mm-hmm. it's it's a weight off my shoulders. Absolutely. Um, now, to go past even your staff, you know, and your crew, uh, we were walking the practice facility. We talked about sort of all the coaches, offices that go right out of the field and everything. What has it been like creating that connection, not only with the coaching staff, but you have the equipment staff you're talking about, uh, the training staff, you talked about the uh, strength coach and everything that, you know, being able to create, you know, a place where you want to come in every day and be a part of it and have an impact on a team that, you know, is going to be making a push for the playoffs here moving on, you know, yeah. just all of these things that you're a part of. How is that, you know, here in Jacksonville, how has it been to sort of develop that over your time here? Well, I I think it starts because one I've been here for 22 years, going on 23. Congratulations again! <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I think the other part is is it all starts from the top. I mean, coach came in and I knew, you know, Tony does great great work in Philadelphia. So when Tony was like, "You got a really good guy coming in," um, I knew that we could get in in front of him and have a discussion. Um, so that's that's been seamless. You know, if we have an issue, we'll go to him. And he'll go talk talk to the coaches. Um, you know, 13 years ago, I, I told you uh, the new director of football ops came in, Hamza. Mm-hmm. 
and he's just been fantastic. He's opened up our eyes to how things work inside the building. And whether it's this new building or the old building uh, in, in the stadium, he's welcomed us in. He gave us schedules. He's like, hey, you know, if you're seeing this, go talk to this person. Um, and that's been a game changer where now we feel like we can go talk to coaches. We can go talk to players. We can go talk to the strength staff. We can go talk to equipment. Equipment's come out and helped us paint the end zones before, like filling them in. That's awesome. Um, their idea, too. So, um, But training staff, I mean, everybody is just one here. And that is not only here, but that is also at the stadium where our management team with ASM Global is right there w with us. I mean, we have a new stadium manager who came in last year about this time. Mm -hmm. He's from Australia, worked in Hong Kong at one of the stadiums there. Him and the groundskeeper were super tight. So when, when he came in, he's like, I need to get to know you guys because you guys are on the front line. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's it's so much better than it's ever been here. It's fantastic. That's awesome. It's incredible here because it's so hard to get it to that point, you know. Absolutely. And it's, it's great to hear from coaches staff to the event space, you know. There are so many things, and I kind of want to get into this now because obviously you work for the Jaguars, and the Jaguars have a field for their football team, but it's a business and things happen, and you need to have concerts. You need to have all these events. You need to work alongside different groups and trying to accomplish, again, what is the safest service we can provide while creating a space where – they can have these events and they can just throw something at you and it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, guess, I guess we got to do this now. What has that like been for you to, you know, combat the challenges of something like that and being able to, you know, have the field prepped no matter what? We were talking about the Gator Bowl versus, you know, coming back to the Jaguars within, you know, less than 48 hours, like all these things, you know, what has that been like for you? Oh, well, first off, I don't work for the Jaguars. I work for ASM I apologize. Global, gotcha. um, which is con contracted out by, this, by the city. Um, I think what is the biggest part is just communicating. Um, and that's something that we've gotten so much better at because there's trust both ways. We aren't trying to get one over on anybody. Um, like we had talked before, you know, we had cut pieces out before the Gator Bowl, mm -hmm. resodded them, so we could just roll that up and roll out brand new grass post Gator Bowl before the Jaguars game two two days later. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's like, you know, why are we doing that? But then it, it comes down like that's what it should be done. That's what should be done because that's what will make it a much safer playing surface. Yeah. We have time to do it now to where we can just roll up the grass and roll out the new grass. We don't have to worry about fixing it. It's just done. That's the kind of stuff that I sit back and go, Years ago, we couldn't have done that. I couldn't get on the phone and say, hey, this is an idea. What do you guys think? And the Jaguars and the Gator will be on board and be like, yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And that's it's awesome to be able to you know hear from you guys and just see that that's actually coming to fruition and being able to have that conversation and be able at the table for those discussions, you know, because some guys that I've talked to, it's just like non-existent. And yeah. it's kind of like they have to deal with what they're given and how they move forward. Um, but, you know, Something that, I, I mean, when it comes to the facility and everything, uh, how have you been able to sort of put your own sort of twist on things, being able to create a space that works for your staff and works for the organizations that you work for? And obviously, like, when it comes to, we talked about how you got your, your current space after being removed yeah. from your old one. 
how's it been, you know, being able to have that here and see that sort of change over the years into something that, again, is such a workable space for you guys? Well, again, I, I think that's built off trust um, where we have been, we've put forth a constant product that is good. I won't say great because I think you're always trying to achieve the next mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, but it's just the trust that we've built up with our employers. Um, and it's whether, whether it's the stadium manager, whether it's an event manager, whether it's, you know, event staff on, on the Jack side, they know, Hey, I can go to Nick, Brian, whoever, and they'll figure it out or they'll tell me the best way to do it. And they'll say, okay, go ahead and do it that way. Um, space wise, you know, yeah, we did go in and take a shop, but not taken earned. Yeah. yeah. Earned. Um, <laughs> But again, you know, there's there's a saying, which way do all all the seats face? Yeah. And that's one that you can kind of throw out there every great great once in a while. And we use that there like, hey, we need a shop. We need to be able to wash our stuff off. We need to go in there and have all of our equipment in, in one space. And that's what allowed us to get that area is okay. They need this space. They have to give a premium product every time. We mm-hmm. we can't be off once. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, you know, we we believe that you guys need this. And we can move the other people out. And yeah. That's, that's trust. Yeah, for sure. The Turo company is known for innovation. For example, the RealMaster 5010H improves performance and productivity. The industry's first and only real mower with a true hybrid drive system. Save up to 20% on fuel use while also lowering costs and lowering the vehicle's carbon imprint. Visit Turo's website today to learn more about this revolutionary mower and discover the power of sustainable and efficient grounds maintenance. Um, now, obviously, when it when we talk about, and the kids have been able to do this in our classroom, be able to experience what a season's like and all the different things that go into creating an NFL field. What is it for you that you love about that grind? Because there's really nothing like it. There's just so much effort, time, energy, and people when it comes to during the season getting a field ready for a game while having the practice facility operating at a high level. What is it for you? that really just, you know, gets you to the point where, like, this is is what I love. And obviously for 23 years, you know. Yeah. You know, I've been asked that many times, especially by my wife. Um, (laughs) It's always always the family. They're like, why? Why why are you doing this? Why are you on the phone at 8 o'clock at night? Why are you doing this? Um, It's the finished product. And I'll, you know, I've said this time and time again. To have somebody walk out and see the field for the first time, or to, you know, gosh, I post a cathead picture almost every game on Twitter, and just to see the the, the responses. The positive ones, there's ne- there's negative ones that are always thrown out there. Those Why are usually pretty funny, enough? you know. That's, usually, that's the part you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> where's, where's the Santa hat? Yeah, okay, yeah. the Santa hat can't be done. It's the NFL rule. Anyways, um, you know, I enjoy coming to work every day with with these guys uh, again. You know, do we get frustrated? Absolutely. Is stuff thrown our way that we don't want to have to deal with? Absolutely. But if you work through those, what you come out with on on the other side, it just makes you feel better. And I I will butcher this. I was watching a podcast with Goggins. I mean, anything with Goggins. and the guy was talking about if you do something you hate and you accomplish that, there's an area of your brain that gets bigger 
And the bigger that is, the better you feel. The better you feel, the longer you live. Um, I don't want to butcher the name of the, it's a cortex yeah. of some, something. Uh, but I saw that, I, I heard that, and I'm like, that's what we do. Yeah. You grind. You can be so frustrated, like, I do not want to go into work today. Mm-hmm. Or during the day, I cannot believe that, that this is happening. You work through it. Yeah. And at, at the end of the day, you're like, we did it. I can't believe it. Like, we actually got it done. Yeah. And we got it done faster than anybody thought that, that we could. That's, that's the part that I love. Uh, it's, that's awesome. I love that. Because people don't think like that. And it's hard to get people to understand, you know, like, the struggle of what we do at the same time as that, that moment of almost clarity at the end. You oh, know, yeah. Where it's like, okay, now I remember why I do it, you know? like, And I'm horrible at letting other people know that I appreciate that in them. Mm-hmm. I've really tried to get better at, at that. You know, I'm not great at leading people. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be better at a whole lot of stuff, things, stuff, everything. Um, but when I get in the car and go home and I get in the car and I'm just like, we did it. Yeah. We accomplished that day what needed to. And then we went a little bit above. And there's nothing better. If, if you leave work every day thinking that, you're winning. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, there's a lot that goes into what you do. And there are certain areas, like you said, uh, that, you know, that you excel at, certain areas that you can improve on. What are some of those things that you continuously try to educate yourself on? You know, I always, I always talk to the kids, like, if you're not trying to learn new things, if you're not trying to understand something in a different way, you're never going to grow and you're never going to be able to have that opportunity to be successful. You know, that's why, I mean, that's why I kept doing the podcast after COVID. So again, we did this for COVID, but listening to what you guys have to say and understanding, like we were talking, I'll call him out. We were talking about how Travis and his mind works and it's like, what in the world's going on half the time. Right. But being able to talk to somebody with that sort of experience and see what they're going through and trying to apply it to what we do even if it's just a high school level type thing, but it's something where it's always evolving. What are certain things that you're looking at every year, every day, even when it comes to just sort of growth for you and your staff? Well, this is where it's, it's fun for me. I get to go do the things that a lot of people want to do. I get to go work the international games because the Jaguars are run their, their own game. Yeah. I get to go work with Carl Stanley for a week. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. I get to go, you know, talk with him, talk shop with him, go deal with Wayne at, at Tillers, you know, work with Nick, Nick Pappas, um, you know, so I can take stuff from Carl on how he works with uh, mental health in the UK, which we all need help with, mm-hmm. um, especially me. Um, and then I can go, you know, work with Nick on how he plans. He's a, he's an amazing planner. Like yeah. he, he is dialed in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can reach out to Travis, and we can have a talk about. Um, it doesn't matter where it starts. You don't know where that talk's going. <laughs> Travis, I love you. And yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking well, about. We love you, dude. <laughs> uh, you know, Brian Johnson, Pete Wozniak, Mike Reno. The list goes on and on. I mean, how they paint. This this past year, we've had to paint more backgrounds than we've ever had to. And I'm taking kind of what I learned from them just watching 
and telling my guys, hey, try this, yeah. showing them videos of, of that. Like, let's just try to get better. Let's not use as much paint. Let's grow the grass back more. Um, I take from everybody. I mean, I take from Mark. I take from the way that Hamza does things. I take from the way that said in the uh, uh, workout room does things. I, you know, my guys on my staff, they'll come up with an idea and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Like, that's the easiest way possible. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Take stuff from everybody. You never know where it's coming from. I love that. Love that. Now, obviously you're talking about international games and everything. Uh, and like you said, Jaguars are always somewhere in the UK yep. at some point. Right. Um, what has that been like? Obviously it was, uh, been like six years now since it went over, maybe a little longer. 10, Ten uh, years. So right? the Jaguars just played their 10th game. Okay, so how has that been for you being able to sort of be a part of that and be at the forefront because it was like three or four years where it was just Jacksonville and no one else was going yeah. over. Um, but being able to be a part of that group and just being able to see how things are done over there. Again, Carl, incredible human being, like all the things that's going on, whether it's Wembley, uh, Tottenham, now Frankfurt and Munich. Was it yeah. Munich? Yeah. Okay, so... What is it like being part of that? And like you said, bringing stuff back and just just all the incredible things that are going on with it. Where, where to begin? Uh, blessed. Blessed the first one. Um, you know, I first started going over there in 2014. I was with uh, Spud, Timmy with uh, the, the Dolphins, and Kevin Hansen was, was there as well. Um, you know, went over there. I was like, wow, this is great. You know, kept going back. And then the Jaguars have decided to run their own game. So it's not an NFL-run game. And so Hamza, again, was like, hey, Nick, you've, you've been there. You know the people. You've got the connections. We trust you. Can you go out there and help Carl run the game? Like, go out there with your own crew, paint. So I take uh, Spud, Brian Johnson, Scotty Parker. Um, and we go out there, and we have a great time. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but we go out there and, you know, we manage the practice facilities at these places that are, you know, just amazing. Uh, you know, golfing places, you know, resorts. And you're just like, I get to be here. You know, you're talking with more groundsmen. And, you know, Darren Baldwin at Tottenham, you know, uh, Wayne, when, when he was at Tottenham, now he's at Tillers where we get the sod from. I mean, mm -hmm. you just go there and you're like, Okay, open mind, because I haven't worked on cool season grass since I worked on a golf course back home in Michigan. You know, like yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. so long. It's a little different, right? <laughs> you know, yes, I, I overseed with it, but as soon as the season's done, it's gone. Yeah. Um, and we spray it out as fast as possible. Um, so it is, it's an experience that is hard to really put into words. Each time that we go, we're like, we're so looking forward to going. And then at the end, we're like, where, where'd, the, where'd the time go? I mean, you know, we learn, you know, what is Carl doing at this level now? I mean, for God's sakes, he's ripping out his Deso now, and he's just going to go with, with just, Wayne's grass. I mean, the way that things evolve there, I mean, a tractor barely touches their surface. I, the that's the stuff that I'm like. You know, it's, they're, they're ahead of us. Yeah. Um, and so each time we go, we're like, what are we going to learn now? Yeah. And that's, it's something that I wish I could put into words better. It's just an experience that when you go 
and you're a turf grass guy, you know, we can sit down there with Carl and just talk the entire day away mm-hmm. just about grass. Yeah. And that's not getting into any of, you know, the the painting and stuff. We, Carl's staff can paint now. Um, that's what is really helpful for us. We go there and we use his entire staff. Carl likes to paint the hash marks. So Carl and his staff go and paint hash marks. And we're like, thank you. Like, we don't, yes. those. <laughs> like, don't have to carry you know? the stencil. Yeah, this is easy now. Yeah. Um, but it just, it is an amazing thing where, you know, I think everybody needs to go over there and it's tough because it's during the season and you know last year we had the florida georgia game when i was gone yeah. and it's like how can you miss that well because it's our company trusts our staff that they can do it when i'm gone yeah um actually it was the the day after the the year before they absolutely killed it paint paint wise um you know and it's one of those things where you know I don't have to be here. Yeah. They can do it by themselves. Um, and everybody trusts them to do it. That's, I mean, again, it's, it's just a blessing. That's all, all the way around. And it's a testament to you as a leader when it comes to stuff like that, being able to instill that standard. I was talking to a couple other guys and, uh, from Charlotte. It's just, there's a level of, you know, professionalism and understanding that had to be taught and yeah. had to be, learned in a way that it's stuck and because i work with high schoolers and these three are some of the best that i have obviously but when you put the numbers together not a lot of it actually sticks you know but in order for that to be successful and from what it sounds like have 15 four years 10 years tenure here that's incredible so it's testament to what you've been able to accomplish as a, a leader and even the good ones make mistakes as we learned (laughs) <laughs> all right we might as well tell this story because this is funny uh, i do want to get back to the, um <laughs> so for those that want to know um we had a situation where uh zach was uh, unloading uh something out of the truck and decided to leave the entire back of the truck wide open while we took a tour of the facility which was like an hour and a half where it was just completely open including with, with the in the keys to the truck Including the actual case that holds all of our podcast stuff that probably has upwards of $3,000, $4,000 worth of stuff in it, you know, just wide open. And what, you, <laughs> what Nick said was that they stole two cars from the baseball facility last yeah. night right across yeah. the street. But luckily it's all here. We live yeah. and we learn. I'm going to still have to process it some more, but you know, it's... But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where... You do your best. I already said that I'm not a great leader. I mean, I try to be good uh, most days. Are, are there times where I lose it? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think everybody does. Um, people have a better way of masking it than I do. Um, but I think at some point, if you do something to your own, to the way that you want it to be done long enough, People are going to follow that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, am I the, the best painter? No. Uh, am I the best grass grower? No. Am I the best leader? No. Am I serviceable at most of them? Yeah. And I think the reason I do, the reason, you know, that our field is the way that it is, is because of those guys 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. Our inputs are very small. Yeah. Um, so to be able to go, hey, you know, 
you guys are able to do it. I don't have to be here for this bit of time, and they're going to kill it. It's awesome. Let's take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor, the Toro Company, and their Workman UTX. The Workman UTX is tough and dependable with the highest payload in its class. Rugged design, powerful performance, and unmatched versatility. It gets the job done without compromise. Visit Toro's website to learn more. Now, to go back to sort of the overseas, what was your first experience when you saw the new system at Tottenham? Like, is it Tottenham? Yeah. Okay. What uh, was that like? Because in video, obviously, you see all of these things and how it's carted in and all. It's just absolutely insane to see it happen. What is it like, you know, firsthand being there and seeing it? Well, I think, you know, again, beyond lucky to go, you know, work a game at, at Wembley while Tottenham was being built, but we could still go there and take a look around with Darren. And, you know, he's like, yeah, this is going to be here, this is going to be here, this is going to be here. We're like, there's no way. Yeah. And then you, you go out to their practice facility, which is beyond belief. Um, you know, 21 fields, may, maybe more now. I mean, just top of line everything. And then you go back the next year and you're like, this is stunning. The fact that the grow lights span the entire pitch mm-hmm. and the fact that they're pulled up with 20-ton lifts on each side and the way that it breaks apart and goes back behind, I still go back there and I'm, I'm in awe. Mm-hmm. Everything changes each year. They aren't doing the same thing every single year. And I think that's what we take from them most is like, hey, things can change. You know, they have robotic mowers, but they don't really use those anymore. They use, you know, kind of RC cars that pull it behind. Um, you know, it's stuff like that. You're just like, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, you know, beyond thankful that I get to grow grass here. Look at what they're doing. Yeah. Like, my gosh, like, you look and see, you know, what stadiums are are doing here and you're like what what's next i mean look at real madrid you're like (laughs) and what world did you say hey let's just build it down into the ground i would love to do that here but the water table's eight feet down you know i'm so close to the ocean it's it's not even funny um but yeah it's it's stunning what people can do when they work together as a team um you know the Raiders Stadium, Arizona, you know, those are the top of the line here. Um, you know, what's Tennessee going to be like? You know, those, those are things like moving forward, what can we push ourselves more on? I mean, even, even here, you know, there's a new stadium that will be here at, at some point in time. You know, there's going to be a roof on it. There's no answer if it's going to be grass or turf yet. I mean, the ideas you just brought up, though, like that's just insane. Yeah, let's let's drop lights down from from the ceiling and plug them in. You've already got the the structure there. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts that that come into that. Um, you know, what are we going to use the stadium for? I mean, events I'm sure are going to be piling into a brand new stadium, especially in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'll try to get in as, in front of as many people as I can to say, hey, grass can work. I've seen grass work in all these areas. You've got the the World Cup coming up, which yeah. they're going to be growing grass inside for how long? I mean, we're moving forward here, almost trying to catch up with where they are there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the best part about going there and coming back and trying to forward this here. I mean, and, you know, being able to talk it over with, you know, 
Nick and Mike, who are yeah. over there all the time. You know, Brian's there all the time, Scotty and them. Um, it's just like, wow, like, we're going places. Yeah. And it sounds weird, like, oh, turf grass is going places. But no, like, this is what we, this is what we love. Like, yeah. look at where this is going, this is going. Like, I want that, that next step. I think, the, I think the craziest thing about what they've been able to accomplish over there is to show that grass can be paramount to artificial in a sense, but at oh, the yeah. same time, like, you know, understand why and be able to showcase, okay, it's for player safety. And I think that's the biggest thing is trying to get people to understand that and not just, you know, be the turfy that everybody wants to have grass. Because, yeah. I mean, I have the conversations with people, like, obviously there are certain scenarios, you know, when you have – FC and NFL team that's kind of a crazy ask to yeah. do both you know like I would never want to wish that upon anyone right no. that's not how it works right um, so it makes sense and that's probably a safer option when it comes to things like that but uh, what they've been able to do and to have people like Carl and John Ludwig and all those guys who have been able to put that out to not just the general public but like the professionals and they, yeah. we had the whole you know, Messi came in and said, I'm not playing artificial yeah. turf, you know, like that, that was a shock to the system. Everyone was like, there's no way this is happening right now. Right. So I think, I think it's just incredible what they've been able to do over there when it comes to the professionalism side, as well as just the awareness of what natural grass is capable of, you yeah. know, because we've been able to talk to a few people and they've said over the years, it's been so hard to, you know, not say no anymore, you know, like, yeah. We have to showcase it now. We have to be able to say, yeah, I can. You know? Your job is to say yes. Exactly. You make it work. And, I mean, that's not to say that that there aren't guys here who are doing the impossible. Because mm-hmm. there are, I mean, 100%. What Danny, what, what he has to, to do in Charlotte. Parker, what, what he has to do in Atlanta. I mean, guys in Miami. I mean, there's guys Jesus. everywhere. Tennessee. I mean, you know, it rained. Look, look at Griner's Field in San Francisco. Phenomenal. Look, Sean up in Baltimore, pouring. Amazing. Yeah. We're obviously moving in. You know, I told you how, you know, I can't stand to look at our field pregame and be like, okay, I know they're in individual drills. Like, <laughs> I understand. I understand <laughs> you know, once the game starts and it starts to even out, like, okay, I can start to relax. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you look back at NFL games five years ago, you're like, what were we thinking? That was good. Yeah. That's not acceptable now. Yeah. Um, and as everything keeps getting higher and higher in the standards and the expectations are higher, that's just going to raise our, our game. And I think that that's where the professionals that we are, you know, are stepping up to that challenge. Like, like you said, you know, every game that was played this weekend looked phenomenal. It's January. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's he. I mean, even Travis last week. I mean, you, you know, the there's fact nothing that it was that playable with, with negative thirty degrees, like it looked fantastic. Yeah, it played great. Um, you know, was it as green? You aren't gonna be able to <laughs> if make you it. You asked for green. <laughs> you know, it's like, but that's that would be the only thing that that you can say. Oh, it was a little bit. It's not frozen. I mean, yeah. Alan. Alan's been doing this stuff for years, and yeah. you know that he's like. The Godfather of of that that heating, you yeah, know, yeah. and the we're stories all he told so us, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. We had him uh, on. Not a, we didn't really post it or anything, but we had it on for the kids, so I would like post it in class. And the things that he, the stories like from when 
uh, a tarp froze to the surface and like yeah. all the things and learning all these things he was like the forefront of all of it and I think that's like incredible to see all of it sort of come to fruition in the sense of you know Travis always talks about how he talks to Alan and goes to other people and just to see all that sort of cohesively come together it's just so cool how our industry operates you know? yeah I mean I'm in contact with quite a few groundskeepers just throughout the week I'm not not even hey what 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 are you doing mm-hmm. how are you doing yeah because it's it's not about what you're doing it's about how you're doing um and guys do that to me and it and it's awesome because there's times where you're just like I don't know I don't know how I am yeah I'm surviving um because it is a grind yeah um and people mask it with a lot of stuff like oh you know i'm i'm busy i'm i'm just stressed when it's like no like you need to look out for your fellow man for your fellow turf grass guy Mm -hmm. you know um and that's what i really like about this profession i mean you know like i said carl with the the way that he took the stand on mental health awesome yeah i mean he probably cares more about his guys than most anybody does and people wouldn't even know. I mean, when he asks you, how are you doing? People actually answer him like, no, this is how I'm feeling. Because they know that they're going to get a genuine response. Um, but, you know, when I, you know, when I talk to anybody, it's like, okay, how are you doing? And then what are you doing? How are you dealing with this? How are you doing with, with that? Because everybody knows the same stress that we're under. I mean, what Travis went through, you know, Sean, Buffalo. It's fake grass. You still have to get rid of all that stuff. You know, yeah. it's what they're dealing with. My gosh. Like. The fact that it kept snowing. <laughs> uh, I can only imagine what the stories are of those fans that come to help and everything. You, you know? know, I will complain about the weather here because it gets cold. You know, we aren't on the Gulf side. We're northeast Florida. We get nor'easters um, probably more more so than we ever want. Mm-hmm. This year it was super rainy. Um, but, you know. I don't have to deal with that. There's yeah. a reason why I moved from Michigan. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, again, it was 41 out when we started driving this morning when you yeah. got here, it was 65. Yeah, for sure. Now, you, you've brought them up a couple of times, and I think, honestly, you know, some of them are really good friends of mine and everything. The, the NFL guys, there's just such a unique group of human beings that you know you're all in contact you're all working together you're all trying to get to the same place you know and something that you know being able to talk to you guys and see what you guys are doing how has it been because the culture of nfl groundskeepers is different than most um in the sense of you know talk about mental health you talk about caring and talk about you know there's so much stuff that goes into it and being able to talk to other people really is a game changer right yeah what is it like being a part of that you know cohort that brotherhood of the nfl groundskeepers and what would you say to you know listeners about you know being able to bounce ideas off you have the conversation and the impact that's had on your career here in jacksonville you know i think it starts i did my internship uh at Northwestern in Chicago, and I got to meet Kenny Morak. And this was 24, 25 year, years ago. And he's kind of stayed with me and followed me. Um, and he's probably the most caring person that you're ever going to meet. He'll also chew you out in a heartbeat um, and tell you where you stand. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think that it kind of starts with those guys. It it starts with the Kenny Rock, you know, George Tomo, you know, who obviously kind of started it all. Um, but we've been doing this thing where we get together once a year for 17 or eight, 18 years at a symposium. Well, now we've pulled that in-house. Now we've formed our own alliance. Um, and kind of what, what we're trying to do is, you know, get everybody closer. I mean, we've done a very good job. I mean, reach out. We, we talk to people. Um, but we're also crass. We're also frustrated. We're also angry. I mean, I can be like on the, the two on wheels. I was talking with, with the guy from Houston. Man, we should not have they should not be in the playoffs. Like we we should be there. So I'm frustrated at him because they <laughs> they they made it. Yeah. Or you know, be be frustrated at, at Travis, you know, because his team's in the championship again. It's like again Gosh, Travis, Travis, like, come, come on, on now. But at the same time, like you want those guys to just do good and whatever we can do to help in any way, shape, or form. Um an ear, you know, a body. If anybody needs help. Anybody will drop whatever we're doing and go help if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that that's what this is all about is we all want to be moving forward. We all want to do better. And we want everybody to, to be better for it. I mean, you know, I try to reach out to most people, you know, during games where, you know, it's raining or whatever and be like, hey, man, how's, how's things going? Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm I'm closer with the guys down here in Miami. You know, Wayne was at Tampa. Now I'm with Tim, um, Mike in Tennessee. You know, we've we've gotten to know each other working with the Alliance now and stuff. And it's uh, we all just want to be the best at what we do as a group because mm-hmm. we want this to be for. We want everybody to be safe and healthy, but we also know that we're getting pushed all the time event load wise time wise weather wise it's just going to get worse and worse yeah, yeah. so let's let's just keep pushing everybody up for sure and i mean something that uh you know when it comes to the grind and comes to all the different things that you have to deal with something that i'm always interested to hear from you guys is what is it that you can use whether that's you know in your personal life or you know just professionally like what sort of you're out what is your okay, I need to take a step back. This is what I can do just to sort of breathe. Uh, whether that's, you know, time with the family, different things like that. What sort of you're out of, you know, the stress, the chaos of work and being able to take a second to, you know, breathe really, you know, because it's really hard, you know, it's just, yeah. it's not really in a groundskeeper's DNA to take that moment, you know, because it's just, you're wired to work and figure out what, how to fix the problems and make sure everything's working, right? What is it for you that you've been able to, do and really just learn what that is, you know, because I'm sure at the beginning of everyone's career, there really isn't a way out, right? Yeah. So what is it for you that you've sort of been able to find a way to get out in a sense? Therapy. Love that. Uh, angry kid. And just being honest, therapy was the only thing that really worked. Um, God, I was angry, man. Uh, and, you know, we've, I've had conversations with Carl about it before, you know, kind of when the whole mental health thing, and I was going to therapy before that. And mm-hmm. it, not trying to hide it from anybody, not, I mean, 
whatever you want to do that makes you better that's not destructive we all are destructive on on our own um but therapy communication with loved ones whether it's family you know your extended family wife you know kid whoever um are, are, are there times where i go home and i'm angry at the world absolutely are, are there times where i'm here and i'm angry at the world absolutely mm-hmm. do do my guys get it absolutely do they give it oh yeah they <laughs> give it um you're there for each other right <laughs> but yeah and it's 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 one of those things where yeah like everybody needs a break i can go to therapy and have a one hour session and get so much off my chest to somebody who doesn't care about football, who doesn't even know grass. Why are you worried about grass? <laughs> Do you have no idea? Yeah. I've got how many millions of dollars out there that we need to, to keep safe. That is not, that's not something that I've been like, Hey, everybody needs to go. To, it works for me. Um, and, if I talk to somebody who's kind of down, I'll be like, hey, man, like, you might want to try, try this out. It's, it's worked for me. Um, it's that. It's sitting down and just not thinking about it. And that, that's what was the hardest for me is I would always constantly think. And then, mm-hmm. you, then you think about why you're thinking about it. And then you think about why you're thinking about, about why you're thinking about it. And it just drives you insane. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just got to the point of, I'm tired of being angry. I'm tired of going home angry. Um, and so you, you can go talk to somebody. Obviously, you want to find somebody who's not a fan, who doesn't care about what, <laughs> what you do. Yeah. Um, and just be like, hey, you know, here's what I'm going through. And they'll be like, hey, think about it this way. You know, take, take your feelings and just, okay, here they are. You don't need to hide them. Like, you just went through a really bad time. Mm-hmm. This game was bad for you because of this this reason. Own that. What can you do better next time? How can you manage it differently next time? There's always something that you can do different. Mm-hmm. Will it be better? Possibly. Let's find out next time. Just make sure that there is a next time. For sure. That's incredible because – I mean, it's hard for a lot of people to go through that and understand that they need that. So thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate and, it. And, you know, that's that's what this is all about. And, you know, talking with Carl, you know, it's one of those things where he was he's the face of it there. I mean, mm-hmm. face on the cover of a magazine. Carl at Wembley. Yeah, dude. Um, the most respect I, I can have for anybody is the man who stood up there and put his face on that that magazine said let's talk about it Absolutely. And, and he's staying true to it wonderful human yep for sure uh we love you carl for sure absolutely um now you you're coming up on a trip obviously to vegas um super bowl is such a huge part of the year uh for a lot of groundskeepers whether no. their team's in it or not right could you sort of give an idea of what that experience is like and what you're looking forward to when you leave on wednesday um We've seen Brian out there with Nick already, you know, pedal to the metal. I mean, it's it's head over heels different. Like, it's there are so many things that they're trying to put together, culturally speaking, in such a short time frame that, you know, it's necessary for when you have the biggest stage, right? Yep. 
what are you looking forward to and what are you excited for this year from years past um, and just sort of that whole experience give a little insight into it so I uh, we had Super Bowl 39 here I think it was my third or fourth year two, 2003 or four some, mm-hmm. somewhere around in there um, and I was like I don't know if I can even be part of that group mm-hmm. you know just they came in and it was like the Tasmanian devil and then they were gone <laughs> Um, like we're doing what you're over here now what yeah. <laughs> and so you know in in Tampa I was able to go a couple years ago and then uh, went again in Arizona last year and uh, with Nick being in in charge now mm-hmm. and working so much with, with him and thinking the world about how he does things um, I'm looking forward to the change of him being in charge mm-hmm. Um and the way that he is going to go about doing it. You know it's going to be different. Yeah. And working with him on the overseas trips and just talking to him as a friend, as a fellow peer, um, you know, working on stuff for our London games, um, which ne- never stops. I mean, that always goes. Um, and then the camaraderie. That's what it's all about. I mean, I get to see people that I haven't seen in years. Um, we get to talk about their seasons talk about how we're doing talk about families i mean i i see a lot of them on the international trips and stuff but you know it's hey what can we do this year that we didn't do last year i mean everybody knows that there was a bunch of stuff last last year that's gone out on <laughs> yeah. other podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't need, need to be brought up here no um but see how good this one's gonna be that's that's what i'm looking forward to i mean i know the amount of work that Nick and Mike have put in. Um, and I'm looking forward to going out there and, you know, seeing the grass, seeing the stadium. I've, I've never seen the, the stadium. So Allegiant or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the, the last time that they had gone there for our, our NFL symposium, my wife's gr- grandfather had passed, and he was, he was absolutely the stand-up guy in the family. I mean, mm-hmm. he, was the, he was the patriarch. And yeah, yeah. so it's like, I'm not missing out on that. Um, so I'm looking forward to going out there seeing, you know, Colin, That's Zach. Awesome. Um, so, you know, it's, I haven't been out to Vegas since the SFMA was there for my 21st birthday. That didn't go well. Um, so, <laughs> 21st birthday SFMA. That's gotta be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a while. Um, it's hard to leave my family for that that long especially when he's just kind of getting back into school Mm -hmm. um you know but at the same time it's like they understand this is what i need to get better Mm -hmm. and they want to push me to get better and they want to push me to do things that are out of my my comfort zone this is obviously one absolutely well i'm excited for you guys i'm really excited to see the field and everything that's going on out there um we're obviously here with some of my students and obviously our program uh, we have a bunch of kids that are looking to go into this industry, and there are so many things that I can't teach them and I can't show them firsthand at Brentsville. Um, so we kind of like wrap up on these two questions because it's always interesting to see, and it's it's incredible insight to them uh, for them. Um, but and this question, it's not to make anything better or easier for your journey, but if there was something you wish you knew when you first started off in the industry, what would that one thing be, and why? That's a good question, and and I've heard you ask it, and like as you're asking it, you're like, okay, I'm gonna say, yeah, no, and then it's just it <laughs> goes out the window. 
If there's one thing that I could do different, don't be so prideful. Um, don't think that you know what you're doing. You don't. Um, you know, you'll be checked really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I came down here. Okay, I'll be down here for a bit, and then I'll go be a head guy some somewhere else. Yeah, things don't work that way. I mean, 23 years, going on my 23rd, third year, couldn't be happier. Um, but that's one thing is, like, check your pride at the door uh, because you don't know what you're going into. Absolutely. Definitely something for you know, a younger generation. And I'm very lucky and very blessed with my kids. Obviously they're great kids. So, uh, they don't, I also want to say that to my 11 year old, you know, stop being so, so prideful. You know? <laughs> well, we'll get you the timestamp for him. So he doesn't have to right. the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously, uh, they're heading down to their first SFMA and being able to be a part of that. What would be your best words of advice for them? Sort of taking that next step in the industry. We've got kids who have already accepted college programs for turf and, what would your best advice, words of advice for them be taking that first step and sort of seeing what this industry has to offer? So do something that I'm not very good at, going up and talking to people. I mean, <laughs> I will, if I don't know you, chances are I'm going to walk past just because I feel odd. I don't know what to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. you want to talk about grass? I mean, like, that's why, you know, my assistant Brian is the people person. Like, he knows coaches, kids, and I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. I, he's he's the people person. Yeah. I'm I'm that guy in the party that will stand on on a wall and have a great time watching everybody else. Yeah. Um, get out of your comfort zone. Go and talk to people. Um, you know, the way you do things in this business, in this industry, is by people that you know. Um, you know, there's so many things that you will learn from other people that you don't want to find out doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. You want to find out what not to do by listening to other people. Um, You'll do plenty that you don't want to do by yourself. So go out there, have those conversations, go talk to everybody. Um, It doesn't matter if they're middle schools, high schools, parks and rec, colleges, division, you know, three does not matter. we're all dealing with with the same thing mm-hmm. you know people see us and they see the insignia be behind us and yeah. oh you work at this brand new facility still dealing with the same problems that you have shade yeah we all have the same problems like there's no way to get light there those light rigs are very very nice i don't have any room don't have any money yeah so we we can't be doing those things so go out Talk to as many people as you possibly can and just cultivate those relationships. Well, absolutely. Thank you so much. This is incredible. I can't thank you enough. Can't thank you enough for showing them around uh, and allowing us to come in and just be a part of it. You know, I really do appreciate it. Uh, excited for the next stop in Daytona. Super excited for you guys out in Las Vegas again. Uh, we appreciate everything and we can't thank you enough. So, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it.